Welcome back. Episode 13. Kenny, how we doing? Two! To the table. What's going on, John? I just make the delay longer and longer now. People just, you know, think I'm not here, but I'm just waiting. Kenny, waiting to pounce. Kenny how we doing? The usual. Usual. The usual. Nothing new. Nothing new? Something's got to be new. Nothing new. My life is boring. True. That's why I spent so much time with you. I mean, your life is <laughs> your, your life is boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Before we get into our conversation today, what's your favorite logo of all time? Any team. Any team. Any, any sport, sport. Any logo. Any <sighs> could be college. Could be high school. Could be anything. Minor leagues. Could be. Anything. What's your favorite logo of all I time? I can't choose, but I'll give you, like, my top three. Top three. Top three. Top three. Uh, one would be the 80s Phillies logo. The maroon. The, s- the script P. The maroon P. Yeah. Very okay. nice. A1. Uh, two would be the old Milwaukee Brewers logo, the glove. The glove and the ball. The MB. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, it's probably number one. Um, and then the last one would be the old school 76ers logo like the black and the gold and the red okay fantastic logo love I love it. it love it what are your favorites my favorite logo is easy it's the glove and ball Milwaukee yeah. Brewers yeah if Not you said San Francisco Giants uh, it's gonna no. be shitty it's the it's the Milwaukee Brewers glove and ball it's the it, cause people don't re- people think it's just a glove which it is but they don't realize like the M and the B in the glove stands for it's beautiful. Milwaukee Brewers yeah. yeah it's beautiful it's fantastic it's probably one of the most well-made oh, yeah. uniform uh, uniform logos of all time. Because I think if you're not looking for like the letters, like you wouldn't see it. No, you wouldn't see it. Just the glove. But anyway, episode thirteen today. Best best athlete to ever wear thirteen. Who you got? Best athlete ever to wear thirteen. Well, A Rod. A Rod up there. Uh, who else wore thirteen? No idea. Hockey. I have no idea. That's hockey talk. That's hockey talk. <laughs> Best thirteens. Give it to me. Top thirteen athletes to wear thirteen. Wilt Chamberlain. Oh shit! I didn't know he was thirteen. To be honest with you. But yeah. Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Okay. A Rod. Yep. Steve Nash. We got a lot of thirteens. Got a heater. Yeah. Kurt heater Warner. Whoa. Uh, who else we got? Omar Vizquel. All right. Billy Wagner. Damn. A lot of 13s I missed. I only knew one of them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we're there. Couple, couple good 13s in there. We're at 13. Couple good 13s in there. This episode is as good as... Dan this conversation Marino. that is about to penetrate your earlobes is probably the greatest conversation I've ever heard in my life. Is, I've ever been a part of it in my life. It is It is a absolute heater for you guys. Wild. Brand new... Aspect to the table. Brand new friend of the show. Legend. An absolute legend. He doesn't think he's a legend. He's a legend. He's a legend. He's a legend in more than just the uniform world. He's a legend in the curling world because he taught me how to curl and I'm going to be an Olympic gold medalist. He's also better than you right now, so he's a legend. (laughs) Legend in life. He's an overall legend. He's a great human being. Fantastic human being. And we had a great conversation with him. What a human being. 
And next week we'll be back with another episode. Not with Phil. Unfortunately. So, but it will be a great conversation. So, um, enjoy this conversation. Come back next week. And uh, have a wonderful time listening to this conversation. Welcome to the show. A new friend of the show. A curler. A uniform expert. A legend. A legend. A man. A man who may have been born when the dinosaurs were around. Quite possible. He was my teacher in curling. He taught me how to win gold in league. Phil Hecken. Phil, how you doing? All right. How are you? Was that intro worthy of you? Uh, it was all true except for the legend part. No, you're a legend. Legend in uniforms. In my own mind. Legend in uniforms. All right. Let's let's start off with just recently, Manny Machado signed a big, big, big contract. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, I, he probably deserves the money. I don't know about 10-year contracts being worth it, though, anymore. Um, though, I guess he and probably Bryce would be, uh, you know, I don't want to say that either one of them is A-Rod because uh, A-Rod kind of tarnished himself after a, a number of years with the PEDs. But uh, I thought A-Rod's 10-year contract was probably a good one. Winfield also comes to mind. I mean, we'll see. It's uh, it, The Padres will probably trade him after a couple of years to the Yankees, and they'll pick up the, you know, I, I didn't look at the at the actual numbers whether it's stacked, uh, you know, you know, a lot of money up front or if it's all backloaded. But um, uh, you know, he he he's probably one of the top two. Well, I don't want to say top two players in the game, but certainly the top, one of the top two free agents. So uh, you know, we'll have to see if the numbers if the numbers bear out over the years. I think uh, I think there was a I don't know if it was a team option or a club uh, a team option or a player option after the fifth year. But I feel like after that fifth year. With that option, he's gonna. He's gonna Is it an opt out for uh, both both player and team? I don't know which one it was. It was one of them. But I feel like okay. whether it's team or player, either he's gonna leave or the team's gonna get rid of him. All I right. just have that well, feeling because Manny Machado is Manny Machado. Yep. So. <laughs> uh, any what's what is your feeling on the Padres? Do you think they are going to be good because they signed Machado? Do you think they're going to be the Padres of? <laughs> of every year where they're <laughs> pretty much at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say Padre is going to Padre, but, um, <laughs> you know, you never know. Sometimes uh, the, he could be the one missing piece, if you will, but, um, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. The the, the NL West is still pretty good, and, um, you know, they've got a – They've got to prove something to me, but if they're uh, in first place after the All-Star break, then um, then uh, maybe we can say it was uh, a good signing and and enough to get them over the top. I mean, they've teased us before. They went into the playoffs as either a wild card or uh, I guess they just eked past the Dodgers back, you know, 10 years ago or whatever it was. And um, even in 98, when they when they got to the World Series and the Yankees trounced them, they, you know, they've... they've They've been on the cusp a couple of times. You guys probably don't remember 1984, but the dinosaur here does. <laughs> um, and uh, you know that was another year that uh, they, they came up against. Uh, well, they came up against the Tigers then, and that that was a an incredible team. So um, you know maybe if they can get that far and they don't play a, a, a team you know destined for um, the history books, uh, they can get over the hump. But um, they're going right back now, to the I, brown I, uniforms, correct? 
in 2020, well, we don't know yet. Um, they may not have a brown top, like a solid brown top, although one would expect it, especially since they have that as an alternate now. Um, but the brown and gold are supposed to come back. Um, I personally love the Padres in the mid-70s when they um, were really crazy with the uniforms. They actually had, uh, I think it was 78 or 79. I should know this because I did a whole history on them. But uh, that was my favorite year when they actually had a pair of gold pants and brown tops, and they mixed and matched uh, that. So sometimes they'd actually be mono gold, sometimes they'd be brown over gold, and then other times they just wore... Uh, they wore white, but they never had like a real road uniform, and that 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 actually was par for the course in MLB in the in the 80s and early 90s. And then I think there was some kind of uh, mandate from the commissioner that teams had to have a gray or a, at least a tan or a non-white um, you know road uniform, so they couldn't wear the white pants on the road. But there were a bunch of teams in the 70s that uh, 70s and 80s that wore like a colored top on the road, but with white pants. So um, we'll have to see what the Padres come up with. I think their road uniform is supposed to have, um, it's supposed to be beige. And if you remember, uh, like eight or nine years ago, they had those sand colored road uniforms, which yeah. I liked in theory, but in practice, they were awful. So, um, you know, and, until I see what's designed, plus that's when Nike takes over the, uh, the MLB contract. Oh. So I'm sure that the Padres are working with them and it could be something God awful. <laughs> Probably. Uh, you know. it could be. Definitely. Padres are going to Padre. Yeah. Um, the game in uh, in England between the Yankees and the Red Sox, that series this year, they're both wearing home uniforms, right? Yep. How do you feel about we, that? Well, I don't <laughs> like it um, because it's clearly being driven. Now, let me, let me first preface it by saying, yeah, if you're the most famous franchise in baseball, which I'll arguably give to the Yankees. I would say they might be the most famous franchise out of any franchise in any sport. Well, England might argue Man U, but okay. But it's um, in the top. It's in the it's in the conversation. Absolutely, top three, top three. So if you're going, if you're a, an English bloke and you're going to see a game, um, you know, you probably want to see the Yankees and the pinstripes. I get that, okay. And it's definitely a decision that Major League Baseball. And I don't know if it was the if the Red Sox or Yankees even had anything to do with. A lot of people are pissed at the Red Sox. A lot of people are pissed at the Yankees. I, this may all come from Manfred, but throwing all that out. Um, I can get why they're doing it. They're trying to sell jerseys as well as promote the Yankees in England. And what they should have done, at least in my opinion, is just taken one home game from the Yankees and one home game from the Red Sox and let each wear their home uniform for one game and their road uniform for another. That way, you know, um, yeah, okay, so say you get stuck with the one game, you get tickets, and it's the Yankees as the road team. Oh, well, I mean, most of the people are going to be watching this on TV. It's all for the TV revenue anyway. Yeah. So um, to have two teams wear their home uniforms kind of goes against everything, you know, 150 years of baseball where you always had a home team and a road team and they've done their best to differentiate themselves by wearing kind of different color uniforms. That's not to say we've never had white against white. If you remember, and you guys would only know it from pictures probably, back in the um, late 70s when the Pittsburgh Pirates went with their what we call the Bumblebees, that's where they had the black top, the gold top, and then the, um, like, really thick pinstripes Love well, those uniforms. pirates wore those and they were made by descent the pirates wore those on the road a bunch of times so there's actually and we've we've unearthed photos of course because nobody could believe it um of like the mets for example playing the pirates and both teams are wearing white pinstripes in shea stadium so it's it's not unprecedented that two teams are going to wear white uniforms but i i just i don't personally like it i think you should always have a 
a home in a road. It doesn't have to be gray for the road uniform, but it, it shouldn't be what you wear at home. I also think that, you know, MLB, if they wanted the Yankees in pinstripes, they could have just thought of this earlier and given the Yankees both home games. Yeah, well, I don't know if the Yankees are willing to give up the gate. Back when Steinbrenner was running, you know, the George, not the Suns, were running things. They they played a game in uh, Japan against the the, the Red Devil Rays. That they, they were called the Devil Rays then, and they were both um, road games for the Yankees because Steinbrenner apparently would not give up the home gate, and um, the the Yankees ended up wearing pinstripes for at least one of those games. They might have done it for both, but I think it was just one. But um, you know, uh, it's not a question of MLB. You know, they could probably exert enough pressure on the Yankees to make them have the home games uh, and then just make it up to them somehow. It's not like that the Yankees don't have a good revenue stream. Um, and they can certainly, you know, they're probably getting a cut of the gate, obviously, in England. And who yeah. knows if they're getting concessions. So it's not like that big a deal. But uh, there is precedent for the Yankees, to, you know, declining to, um, to play a home game on the road. It makes sense. How do you think uh, the season's going to end up this year? World Series predictions. Early. Already? Early. Spring training just started. I know. All right. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I've My, uh, my um, following of, of baseball in the offseason has been scant at best. Uh, so, you know, I would think the Dodgers will be up there. The Red Sox are probably favorites to repeat. The Astros are still good. Um you know, other teams have made moves. The Phillies, possibly, uh, especially if they can sign Harper. Um, you know, might be in the Braves are up and coming. Um, yeah, there's a lot of teams going to be in the mix. The Indians are probably still good. Uh, there could be a, a dark horse. You know, maybe maybe the Padres now with Machado uh, make a move. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't want to make a prediction now. It's way too early. If you put my feet to the fire, I'll, I'll say the San Francisco Giants and the uh, and the New York Yankees to make Johnny happy. <laughs> See, I was going to give it to you. I was going to let you choose the Mets. No, no. God, no. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Um, what has been your favorite uniform? I know you talked about liking the old Padres in the 70s. What's your favorite uniform? Well, that would be a, a favorite modern uniform. You have to really go back for me in, in terms of baseball. I loved what the Cardinals wore back in the 40s and um and 50s and it's hard to describe i could send you a link if there's any way you can you know link to any of this later um but if you picture stan musial it was a it looks the 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 look is similar to today in that they have the birds on the bat but the birds are different but they had um piping um not only for what we call a head spoon that's when you have the piping you know that goes around the the the, uh the the front placket and around the um the neck but also down the sleeves and uh, I thought that was just a really, really sharp uniform. And I would think that that might even look good today if they tried to bring it back as a style. And then the other one I, I actually love is, is not well known, but in 1917, the Chicago White Sox were in the World Series. This is before they threw it in, in 1919, but in 1917, uh, they were in the World Series and they had a special kind of patriotic because America was just entering World War One, and they had a uh, like a red, white, and blue uniform with an American flag and it, it really, really looked sharp. If you if you want to get a picture of it, just Google um, 1917 White Sox World Series and they had uh, they actually did a throwback to it a couple of times, so they do have a modern take on it and it looked pretty good. Um, so those would 
sort of stand out as my favorite. I mean, you have the classics, the Dodgers, of course, the Cardinals still, Yankees, as much as I hate the Yankees, I, I'll give it to them that they have just a, an all-time classic uniform. But uh, in terms of modern classics from like this, the, the polyester era of the 70s, that's a, that's a whole different like category. Um, I don't think they would stand the test of time the way the others have. If you had to start an organization today, what uniform would you base your uniforms off of? Wow. Good question. Um, and if it were up to me, I would have just two uniforms, a home and a road. There would be no alternates. I, I just don't like the idea of the uh, the colored top. It, it, it has its place. Like, for example, the, the Oakland A's in the 70s had a gold top and a green top, and they were gorgeous and they mixed and matched those home and road though they were usually green on the road and gold at home but it they, they did both um but i would stick with the classic white and gray i'd probably have it maybe try to look like the dodgers um in that uh, that's it's rather plain but again it's it's stood the test of time where there's not a lot of piping and and no pinstripes and just a nice basically solid white with with the word mark on the front maybe a, a front number on the uh you know underneath the, the script um on the back uh would just be you know i know they need name on back nob as we call it uh but i would love to have it with no name on the back for the home and then on the road just a you know solid heather gray if they can now under armor and and well nike's taken over the contract but under armor a few years ago was able to make a um like a, a heather gray look that really looked like the old wool uniforms did and i loved that look and if the and if somebody could sort of replicate that in the, in the polyester that they use today i would have that as my base it's sort of a darker gray than what majestic uses and um you know just have the team city on the front whatever it is it's new york so it would say new york on the front and uh, and numbers on the back and, and and keep it pretty simple I don't know if I'd go with red or blue. Those seem to be very popular colors, but there's a reason for that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to say if I'm starting something from scratch, but that, that would be where I'd, I'd, I'd start with, I guess. Okay. Phil, how do you feel about the 80s Phillies baby blue uniforms? How do you like those? Um, you mean what they're wearing as the throwbacks now or the actual uniforms that they wore in the 80s? Because they're not quite the same in that they're cut differently. But um, right, Yeah, the ones they're wearing now that are based off of the throwbacks from the 80s. I mean, I, I, I like them. I, I wish teams would actually, if they're going to do it, go full powder blue. In other words, make your road uniform that. Don't just wear it kind of as a like a teaser. Like the Cardinals are going to do the same thing this year. They're going to have a road blue um, that they wear, I think, on Saturdays. It looks like the, the current um, Saturday home uniform that says St. Louis in script instead of Cardinals. Um, and I know that the um, uh, the Blue Jays did that in the early 2010s. They had the, the, the road blue, but they wore it at home. Um, I, I, I grew up in that era, so the powder blue is not like shocking to me. In fact, it almost looks normal to be a road uniform. I happen to like teams like the Brewers that did it, the Expos that did it, that have more of a blue base so that the powder blue with the blue, um, I, I think those colors just go well together as opposed to teams like the Cardinals or the Phillies that had a well, maroon or a, a red base. It, it, that, to my eye, was a little more jarring. Uh, but, I, I mean, I like it. I, I, I'm glad that, they're, that they've brought it back. I just wish they would go and, and make it their full-time road uniform. Me too. I love That's my favorite uniform of all time, that baby blue. When me and Johnny went to Philly to watch uh, the game last summer, they were they there were wearing throwbacks. It was so nice, much yeah. better than our regular road uniform. 
I'm a I'm a fan of the Orange Fridays in San Francisco. Those beautiful orange. Big fan of those too. <laughs> yeah, the, look, don't get me wrong when I say I don't like the alternates. Um, there are some, and, and San Francisco also has a history of doing it from the '70s too. Yeah. So that's almost a throwback. That's not just something they did in modern times to to sell another jersey. And and look, I don't begrudge you know capitalism and and making a buck. I'm you know I I, I understand why it's done, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. But uh, yeah, the orange um, and the Astros when they have the alternate orange looks really nice too. I know you probably yeah. don't want to have two orange teams, the, but the rain um, the rainbow. Astros are the best ones. The white top oh, with the, the with the stripes with the stripes. Yeah, yeah. The pool. You mean the, the tequila sunrise? Those are the those are <laughs> yeah. those are the greatest yeah. uniforms of all time. The big yep. star right on your right on your left rib. Yeah, yeah. those are yeah. the those are the singular greatest uniforms of all time. I love those things. Yeah, they could they could make that their full time uniform, and I would not have a problem with it. I mean, they were garish and bright and just almost frightening at the time, and. You know, they had white shoes that they were wearing. And, I mean, you know, you got to think that these baseball players, um, maybe not so much in the 70s because a lot of teams are doing it, but they probably were like, what the F are you asking me to wear? Um, and now we look back at them, and it's like it's no big deal. But you have to remember back in the day, you know, baseball players, they were manly men. They didn't, you know, they they just wanted to get their uniform dirty, and uh, they didn't want to look like, uh, you know, models and whatnot out there. But uh, we look back now, and it's, you know, with, with nostalgia almost. Yeah, those are beautiful. What do you think about the uh, old Pirates, the uh the pillbox hat and everything, Ooh. I love the oh, pillbox the, the, hat. the Bumblebee era. Sure, no, I, 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 again, I grew up in that in that era, so they don't. Uh, it doesn't look out of place to me. And I, I liked when teams um, were a little bit experimental, um, and that was an, a look that they and they alone owned. You know, if other teams start to copy it or try to do something that's a riff on it, you know, it, once somebody does something and then everybody copies it, then it doesn't look as good. And it doesn't even look as good for the originators. Like when everybody started copying Oregon football, um, wearing a different uniform each week, then it it lost its appeal, and including for Oregon. In fact, they, they've stopped doing that now. So they've sort of gone back to, well, we'll, we'll wear a little bit more of a traditional look. But uh, I love when the Pirates did it. I didn't like the big fat pinstripes so much. I just liked the, the black and the gold. I wish they would have stuck to that. And uh, pillbox hats, I was never that big a fan of. They did that for the 1976 centennial, and actually five teams wore them a couple of times. But the Pirates wore them the whole season, and then they went with two caps. They actually wore a must. It was a mustard look in '76. Yeah. Um, and then in '77 they went to the uh, the gold cap and the black cap with either the gold or the black stripes on it, and they kept that to like '83, I think. It's a beautiful um, look. Great. If you like a pillbox, yeah, <laughs> I um, love. If they just worn a normal cap with that uniform would have been awesome. I think that might be my favorite. I love the pillbox style. That's probably my favorite hat of all time. The, the, the Stargill stars on it. It's a beautiful look. Yikes! Well, again, it was unique to them, so you know, <laughs> I have no problem with them doing it. But uh, uh, you know, I, di I didn't really like it at the time, and if I could, if I could do it all over, I would have told them to ditch it. But. You know, <laughs> Um, so we've talked about some of the best uniform looks. What are some of the worst uniform looks? Cool. Nice. Um, in the game today or all time or, or both? A little bit of both. All right. Well, clearly I still think the worst uniform in the game today, and it's not just because they have eight sets of them, but the um, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I just do <laughs> not like that, that, that sublimated snakeskin. Um, and it was even worse, I think, three years ago now. When they first when they started it? That, when they had it on the on the pants cuffs, yeah, that was yeah. terrible. So it looked yeah. like literally, it looked like Kurt Schilling in the you know in the in the playoffs against the Yankees <laughs> with the bloody sock. 
Yeah, that um, was a bad look. Well, don't they have yeah. like teal in them? A little bit of teal in them? Yeah, yeah, yeah one of the uniforms has got teal, the other's got red and black, and then they have the throwback, and then they have the red top and the black top, and it's, you know, they can basically wear a different uniform each day of the week. In fact, I think they do. I think they designate them that way. Uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I don't like the sublimation. Um, you know, it's one of those things that, I look back, okay, well, how bad were the Astros in 1975 when they introduced the Tequila Sunrise, and didn't you hate those then? And, and uh, Yeah, I got to admit, I wasn't necessarily a fan. It grew on me. So maybe the Diamondbacks uniforms will grow on me, but uh, the tops I'm so okay with because uh, okay on the shoulder, it doesn't look terrible. I hated the pants. The pants looked god It was god too awful. much. It was way too much. But the yeah, well... The tops, if they did it just for one uniform, if they didn't do it for all the uniforms, I think it would make it look better. Well, yeah, I mean, and also they had the truncated pants stripe, too, that they've now Mm -hmm. fixed. So, uh, you know, they tried to do, I think, it's like, what more bells and whistles can we add to this? Oh, we need uh, uh, sublimation? Yeah, we can do that. Well, how about we add it to the pants, too? Yeah, well, uh, what about, uh, you know, cutting off the stripe? Well, yeah, okay. They they did too much. If they had just done one of those elements, like if they kept it to the shoulders... Um, I might have been able to, you know, like it more. Uh, I like the teal one a little better than the red one because I think the, the, the sublimation on the teal is not nearly as bad. Um, and I actually like the darker gray for the road. Yeah, It's more of an anthracite than a light gray. But the problem is, is with the sublimation, it ruins that too. <laughs> it does. It, it, it takes away from it. I think the Diamondbacks need to go back to the purple jerseys with the gold snake. Uh, as the D, those were nice. Those yeah, the nice. ones the, that they won the World Series in in two thousand and one. Yep. Those are yep. those you know, were nice. I mean, teal is is obviously a product of the of the nineties. It was a hot color then, and it looks dated now. But uh, it was kind of a cool looking uniform, and you know, purple and teal. They weren't actually the first to do that. The Charlotte Hornets, I guess you'd give credit to, but. Um, you know that that was it, it, that was a look that, that kind of grew on me. I, I didn't like it when they wore the faux vests, though, um, with the you know with the so you had this the the undershirt yeah. and oh, yeah. sleeves. Um, I preferred it when they had the full sleeves, but um, you know again it was it was a look that was pretty unique to them, and and they owned it. Um, you know it's too bad they went to that Sedona red and. Yeah. whatever sand <laughs> shit later because um, then you know they've, they've been a, a mess ever since uh, they just don't have an identity and they don't have you know it's like what are their colors well is it purple and teal is it red and black what you know <laughs> who the hell knows nobody um, and uh, you know the only thing I liked about it was the A on the cap I didn't I never liked the stylized D with the with the like the snake sort of forming the D but um, the A was pretty cool um other bad uniforms? Let's see. Who's got bad ones now? Well, the Brewers are terrible. The old um, Brewers logo. The glove. That's oh, the best logo. glove, yeah. yeah that's logo that's a classic. They that's, just should go back to that full time. They should. And they keep farting with it now. They have a couple of uniforms that have that element, but it's not consistent. And, I mean, they look like the old Padres did with the blue and white, um, you know, they, and there was talk although no one's ever proven that the script that they used was supposed to mimic the script on the miller beer cans because it was owned by miller um you know i think they're actually taking that signage off the park now i think they that miller's no longer there whatever yeah i don't think so so uh that'll be interesting if they'll you know if they'll do a, a uniform change but the um the Brewers back in, like, say, say the 82 team that went to the World Series, that was a, a, a good look. I actually like the Brewers um, 
with the with the powder if you want to talk about powder blue the powder blue road unis that they had then with the milwaukee in script and then the home i i wasn't a fan of them in the home pins per se but it was just so classic with the uh with the ball and glove logo that they kind of have to go together and they throw back to those every once in a while and i would love it if they uh you know actually once in a while they wear it once a week but uh I wish they would go back to that as their full-time uniform and the roads too, especially the powder blue was gorgeous. Um, who else has a bad uniform? Chicago uh, White Sox, the old uh, softball uniforms. Oh, oh the uh, yeah, <laughs> 1982, I think it was when they went to the uh, what we call a beach blanket bingo look um, with SOX <laughs> and giant letters across the front and the red and white and blue. Yeah, that was a bad one. Um, but the one immediately before that that a lot of people hate because it had the the big giant collar, the 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 one that said Chicago, yeah. um, and they wore that with shorts three times. Everybody thinks they wore it shorts a lot. No, it was it was just a one year thing. Um, I kind of like that. I like that was that was actually a throwback to like their nineteen twenties, and I liked it because they wore the dark dark blue. Um, it almost looked like black. It was like a midnight blue they wore on the road, and um, I. I, I you know, I say I like classic gray uniforms, but that's not necessarily true. What I really like is a monochrome uniform, home or road. So if you're going to wear, like, say, the Giants, and this would not look good, um, and I can point you to the uh, the Orioles when they went mono-orange a few times, but if you're going to wear, like, an orange top, wear orange pants. I don't like a top and bottom that's too football to me that are, that are, that are different. Yeah. You know, that's a hockey look or a football look. That's not a baseball look. Baseball should always have the top and bottoms be the same color and then the stirrups or socks if anybody still wears them uh, should the be a contrasting color what stirrups are the absolute best no. yes um what about outside of just baseball realm some of your favorite uniform looks some of your least favorite uniform looks of today uh, all right, we'll start with football. Um, you know, I know this will sound cliched, but I love the Packers. Uh, I happen to like green and gold as a color combination, so that doesn't hurt. But that that uniform's been around basically, except that they shortened the number of sleeves uh, uh, sleeve stripes on it um, during the Brett Favre years. But that uniform's been around for 50 years. Uh, I like the Raiders. That black and silver is classic. Um, even like the New York Giants um, home uniforms. I've never been a fan of the road that they. I uh, went to when they went back to the you know putting the the red and white it never looked it always looked uh, disjointed like this is this is the same team I wish they would have done that in blue um, uh, basketball not a not a fan and now they've got so many different looks it's you know with the icon and the statement and the, whatever the hell all these uniforms are yeah. signature or statement um, City Association advertising, um, no, yeah. and then if you make the playoffs, you get another uniform. But I mean, if you want to think about like the classic, like green and white, just the white and green at home, and then the green and white on the road. The Celtics is uh, is a uniform I've always liked. Um, hockey, I'd say the Blackhawks. That's that's probably oh, my favorite uniform great. there. That's a classic. Their logo too, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's not necessarily politically correct anymore. No. Although I think they they did a pretty decent treatment um on it uh but that the the logo itself is, is gorgeous if you take away the political connotations thereof right what about uh, uh going back to football how do you feel about the uh san diego chart well it used to be san diego chargers those powder blue uniforms with the lightning bolts lightning strikes on the side yeah, the uh, you t- um, I I, li- I love the Chargers when they wear their I wouldn't call it powder blue, but their light blue top. Yeah, um, or like a North Carolina should, blue almost. Yeah, yeah, they should make they should make that their uh, their 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 
permanent uh, home as opposed to the alternate so they can wear it you know six or seven times a year instead of just twice a year when they can wear the, the light blue I never liked them in navy um, they have um, if you remember when they, they did the uh, color rush they went to a kind of a all royal but they oh, used yes. to have that yeah. royal blue as their primary look and that was a sharp look I like the royal I don't like the navy blue um, navy, and, it uh, looks out of place the navy blue looks, looks yeah. off going back to our roots of our friendship between me and you curling yes there was an article the other day that you tagged me in about wearing helmets in curling what's your take on it um i have no problem if people want to i probably never will i probably also never will wear the inserts i've been fortunate enough in the five or six years that i've actually curled that uh maybe fallen on the ice once or twice never on my head i've seen people fall and bang either their face or their head um, and you know, it's probably not a bad thing to do if you want to like protect your skull. I don't particularly care, um, myself, but uh, I could see others might want to do it. And I've seen even professional curlers trip over rocks. Uh, it happened in the Olympics this past year in the mixed doubles. And then of course there's the famous, if you haven't seen it, just Google Brad Gushu faceplant yep. where uh, he was he was trying to um, you know get that extra little oomph uh, sweeping the broom to get a stone to a certain point in the house and he went face first and it, it was it was bad um, but I don't think a helmet would have helped him there because he did a face plant um, but I, I don't have a problem if people want to do it you know we've seen it in our in our curling league I've seen it in Bonspiels where entire teams have worn you know like just black uh, I don't know if they're hockey helmets like they, they don't quite look like a hockey helmet i guess there's maybe a sort of a generic um, helmet that people can wear um it just looks out of balance and and whatnot but you know I'm, i'll never begrudge anyone who wants to wear more safety equipment yeah i feel like um for curling it's hard because like in baseball at a young age in little league and stuff it's all one organization so you can put a a mandate of like all of t-ballers have to do this this and that right. and once you're as you're growing up safety rules start to lessen and you can be more free with what you're wearing and how you're doing things but i feel like in curling it's so much more difficult to do that because it's not all one unit that you can just be like all right your first two years you have to wear this and then after that, then you can choose if you want to or not. Uh, Good, yeah, that's that's an excellent point. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of that. I feel like in curling, like it would have to, it would stem from the top. It would stem from the Olympic curlers wearing it, and then the everyday curlers would be like, "All right, now, like, oh, they're all wearing it, so I should wear it." Whereas in like baseball or football, it's like this is what you're wearing and then when you get to the pros you can have a little more freedom with what you're wearing yeah absolutely agree i mean in you know in, in youth sports obviously uh, especially head protection is, is paramount um you know there's as you've probably seen there's even now a, the push to eliminate football completely at the at the youngest ages even though um, those guys are so padded up that they're probably never going to hurt themselves. But, um, you know, th th you, you do want to uh, 
especially with, with the head protection, protect the head. But when you see your favorite baseball player, he's coming up there. If you're like Gene Carlos Stanton, when he had the, you know, that extra protection on the mask or, uh, just everyone wears a helmet with a flap. You don't think twice about doing it, you know? And I guess, I don't know if it's, you would know Johnny in college. I don't know if you have to wear, uh, a face full face like a face mask um no but if the pros if the pros started you know wearing those then you'd obviously easily see it at every level because you know everybody looks up to the guys who are they see on tv playing in the major leagues and they want to be like them and look like them so yeah if the olympic curlers start wearing helmets it would probably um be a a, a much greater phenomenon amongst the the amateur ranks like us where you know, it's like, oh, well, uh, if uh, John Schuster's wearing a, a helmet, I, I should probably wear one, too, because, you know, it doesn't look uncool. Yeah. Um, and, like, I mean, even with the baseball, like, we didn't have uh, face masks. I mean, it was just two flaps. So, in Major League Baseball, when probably 90% of the players are just wearing one flap, right? we were wearing two flaps. And that was really the only difference between our helmets and major league baseball players helmets yeah and if cost weren't a factor you'd probably have the single um ear flaps in the other leagues but it's obviously much easier when people are sharing helmets to just uh, well i mean a lot of a lot of the safety things had it that you had to have two flaps so like in, right, high, right, in high school um in college, well, even in minor leagues now a lot of them are two flaps a lot of, yeah a lot of minor leaguers have two, two flaps, flaps too yeah. uh, that might yeah. just be a choice though Whereas in like in college and in high school, all of our rule books had it stated where it needed to be two flaps. Yeah. Right. Well, if you if you legislate it, then obviously. But um, originally, and I start when I started playing little league, all the major leaguers, nobody had a, an ear flap. They just had the the regular helmet, or maybe one or two guys. And of course, they grandfathered in those players who who did not have the head flap. Uh, the ear flap rather from wearing it so it still was in the major leagues probably when you guys started watching it one or two guys who still had the uh um the helmet so we all wanted to be like the major leaguers and we hated it we were given helmets with double flaps um yeah. we had no option and that's what we wore and while it sucked um you know it was obviously protection and so w when you're used to it when you wear it all the time and you grow up with it you don't think about it so much, even if the, the guys at the upper levels don't have it. But then as, as the guys started wearing the ear flaps, as I got older, um, we were, we were kind of like figuring out ways. How can I cut the, you know, one side off? Cause I want to look like my, my favorite <laughs> pro player. Um, obviously that, that never happened, but I think originally the double flap wasn't done out of concern for protection for both sides of your head. It was just a cost factor yeah. because you had lefty batters and righty batters and everybody shared helmets. Um, yeah. I was never and I was never the safety expert on the team. I always took out um, the foam on the earpieces. So the foam on the top of the helmet all it was there but on the on the ears there was no foam, so like the helmet rattled back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Close you know, we don't you know we're all we all want to be as, as macho as possible and, and as little have as little protection as possible and, until until you get hit in the face, you know. Yeah, yeah John, you never wore a cup when you play baseball, did you? Yeah, I didn't wear. You're out of your mind. I didn't wear a cup when I played baseball. Out of your mind. I also yeah. I also wore the two piece mask. My oh yeah, yeah except for high yeah. school because it was mandated that yeah, you had yeah, to wear helmet. one piece. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But all summer ball, and then when I got to college, two I was two piece the whole way. Two piece gotcha. is much better. I love the two-piece mask. So much nicer. Um, couple life questions thrown at you. I got a, uh, I got a, I got a banger of a question. Uh, who's better at curling, you or Johnny? 
Well, I'll tell you, Johnny's learning a lot faster than I did, and he's going to be a much better curler than I am. I, I don't want to say he is yet, but he's he's actually pretty close already. He's, he's he, he, the learning curve with Johnny was amazing, and I'm not just saying that. I, I'm amazed that in one year that he's come as far as he has. So, uh, but right you know, now, but right now, you're you're a better curler. I would say I'm a better curler only because I have more experience, but that doesn't mean every shot I throw is better than what he throws. That's for sure. Johnny, I have my bad I'm ones throwing still. that in your face now. Phil's a better scroller. I mean, start. I'm one for one in league championships. Oh yeah, and here we go. Oh, I'm nine and zero oh when I'm uh, <laughs> when I'm skipping. Yeah, here we go. So if, if a curling were an individual sport, you know, you might have an argument. I, I've won four or five in different leagues over the years. That doesn't mean that. Yeah, uh, but I'm a hundred percent guy on the team. Uh, I'm a hundred percent though. The last thing we need <laughs> to do is boost Johnny's ego any more than it already is. Exactly. <laughs> But um, I will know, and in all honesty, and I will say this, Johnny has gotten really good really quickly. And I appreciate that. I mean, you were the one who taught my learn to curl. You were my first skip. You have been a huge impact on my curling. So every learning that I've been doing has been in part to you. So Yeah. He's I think you have more natural ability than I do, which helps. <laughs> Um, you know, you picked it up right away. You've got good balance. Um, you know, you understand the game, and that that's as important as actually being able to make the shots. Is is understanding like what shot needs to be made, even if you're not calling it a skip. Um, and then, of course, it's all based on the skips. You know, if you're not skipping, the ability to deliver it where the skip wants, um, even if that's not the best shot. Uh, you know, we tend to want to overthink things in curling, and it's really a fairly simple game. But in in terms of your your ability to pick the game up and just raw skill is amazing. And as long as you keep at it um, and keep doing it, you'll you'll be an excellent, excellent curler. I appreciate that. We're going to the Olympics together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait. The stands. I can't wait. <laughs> I Co- can't wait. Coach Phil on the sidelines. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I one, more, one more important question for it. I've needed to know your answer to this question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I was just about to ask that, and I know his answer already. Yeah, no, it's not. God damn it! It's perfect. No, and if you, uh, if you, I'm sure Johnny has, but if you go to my uh, my my Twitter page, uh, my pinned tweet is the question is a hot dog a sandwich? Um, it's eighty, I think it's eighty two percent say it's not, and that's all the proof that I need. Exactly, one hundred percent. Is there a small sample size on that? Or no, that's a large that? sample size, and Phil is correct. Connor thinks that it is a, a sandwich oh, and nope, he's it's 5,000 votes. Never mind. All right. It's still a sandwich in my book. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's still a sandwich in my book. It's not. It's still meat between two pieces of bread. It's a sandwich in my book. Well, first of all, bun's only one piece of bread, but I, it, that's that's not a definition of a sandwich. A hot dog is on its own. It's, a sandwich to me is something... Yeah, two, all right, classic example is, is meat between two pieces of, of actual bread, not, you know... Um, like but what if, what if the hot dog bun breaks apart? Something on a pita roll sandwich. Uh, yeah, I suppose you could call it that. I mean, people could say an ice cream sandwich is a sandwich. You could get really technical, but no one's going to say an ice cream sandwich is a sandwich in the classic sense. So what? it's a, it's a question that has no true answer. It depends on your how you like to define things. What if I say a hot dog is a variation of a sandwich? No, it's a hot dog. Oh, it's a hot dog. I was gonna get a hot dog without a bun. And if you do, <laughs> you know, you're not my friend. <laughs> you don't put ketchup on it either. Um, oh god. If you oh, fair. you're having cereal, are you pouring the milk first or the cereal first? Cereal. Okay. What? Oh no, wait. Yeah, I got confused. Yeah. I was cereal like, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah, 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 yeah. percent. I just yeah. want to yeah. make sure. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How is that even a question? Who the hell puts milk first? Exactly. People yeah. that we don't trust put yeah. milk first. Yeah. People getting re- people getting really pissed me off on Twitter now because they're like, "Well, you don't put the milk or the cereal first. You put the bowl first. And I'm like, "Really? That's a given. Obviously, you're gonna yeah. pour it into a bowl. Just, uh, Twitter is wild. I can't. I can't do it. Um, Connor, what's your uh, what's some life questions from you for our legend? Phil Hacken. Uh This is not a, uh, a rag on you at all, but I'm genuinely curious. What is your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> a velociraptor. Fair. Okay. Good choice. Johnny, what's yours? Uh, Which I never knew existed until I read, um, not The Lost World, the uh, Jurassic Park. Because when, uh, when I grew up, I don't think they discovered those yet. That's how old I am. Um, but uh, thanks to Michael Crichton, I learned a new dinosaur, and it's a, it's a cool one. They were Fair. they were smart and Fair. sneaky sons of bitches. Fair. Johnny, do you even know names of dinosaurs? Triceratops is probably my favorite. Eh, all right. I'm a fan of it. If you are going to say T-Rex, I was about to launch across the table and beat the shit out of you. No. Because everyone says T-Rex. No. All right. Um, what are some life questions we got? We've had some good ones in the past. If if any animal in the world was the size of a dog or a cat, what would be the cutest animal? So either they'll get shrunk down, like a giraffe shrunk down, or like a fish, or like sized up. Sized up. What would be the cutest animal if it was the size of like a puppy dog? Jesus, oh, maybe I don't know, an otter. An otter? Otters are, otters are kind of right, cute. Right. They're kind of cool. All right. I'll go giraffe. That'd be dope. Do I, I, don't, think, right I don't care how big a giraffe is. I don't think it's cute. <laughs> Maybe I'm not understanding the question, though. Uh, no, no, a little, a little, little giraffe running around. That'd be cool. See, I'd probably go with, like, a dolphin. dolphin. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe dolphins, dolphins are cool. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll agree dolphins. with the dolphin, too. Yep. Right. Yep, absolutely. Fair. Fair. Um, if you were given a million dollars today... To start any museum tomorrow, what would your museum be on? Got to be a dinosaur museum. Can't can't forget his friends. I don't know if there would be such a thing as a like a sports uniform museum. I mean, they kind of exist in that we keep the uniforms of all the teams in the halls of fame. But well, I, uh, I would think a uniform museum, or maybe we're a curling museum. Okay, curling museum. Yeah. I mean, I'm in. I'm in on the museum, the uniform museum though. That would be cool. We put in every every like the evolution of all the uniforms, like for for like different teams and stuff. Every sport though doesn't matter. Yeah, and it would be sports uniform. Like I wouldn't have military uniforms or right. like school uniforms or any of that. Um, no, but like know. every sports in is is invited to be in this in this uh, museum. Yeah, even soccer. Even soccer. Even, even what so- about even the soccer? Even what about the terrible sports like the no name sports like darts? Or Do like, they even have well, isn't really a sport. Uh, and you know, I, yeah, uniforms. I, mean, I suppose there's competitive. I, you know, I shouldn't say that. I spent I spent a month in in England in um in 1987 uh, for a school for a class, and uh, darts was on TV all the time. And I got to say, those guys are pretty good. Uh, so there's you know a lot of skill involved in throwing a dart, but uh, I don't know that I'd call it a sport. Well, they need another uh, another so-called sport to play when it rains out all the time. They can't play soccer outside. So yeah, they yeah. up darts. Or yeah. snooker, uh, billiards. Of snooker some sort. is amazing. Ugh, yeah, it is. That's we watched that a lot too. That was uh, I never, I never knew what that was about. And I'm like, why are they taking balls out of the pocket? Like, <laughs> that makes sense. Play regular billiards. It, but play regular billiards. Like snooker's, so snooker's amazing. Ugh. Yeah. 
What's your favorite winter Olympic sport other than curling? Oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For me, you were going to say curling. I know. I had to think about it. Uh, maybe, um, I guess, downhill skiing or, or possibly... Uh, like the ski uh, jump? Well, I was going to say the ski jump. Oh, the got all these like exports that are that are actually real sports, like the aerials and shit. That oh, are yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, mean, I like the aerials because that's you know you got to have some balls to do that, and you definitely need a helmet. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I guess freestyle is the other one that's that's um, you know that's the one where you just go down the hill and make sure your knees are together and even have like the special color on the knees so that it, like I always wish I could ski like that. So that's that's kind of cool. But downhill, just because you're going like 80 miles an hour, just as fast as you can, you don't have to worry about making turns other than the ones that you have to make. I mean, but not you know you're not going through uh, gates or anything. Yeah, that's wild. Some of the turns they take on that, I feel like they're just gonna like go off the cliff. Wild. Yeah, well, a lot of times yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite summer Olympic sport? Uh, I don't. I can't count baseball because it's not back yet. Um, and some of the track and field stuff is pretty cool. Um, let's see what else. You know, they now they they've got so many sports that didn't used to be. Uh, well, they they did, but I mean, they like they're all like with pros playing now, so I I kind of discount those. You know, like basketball, for example, yeah. the oh, yeah. team in there. Yeah. Uh, soccer now. Um, let's see. My favorite is swimming. Yeah, this well, the swimming is some of them are cool. I you know I can't take the the like sixteen hundred meter medleys oh, that are God. like take an it's hour to, 40, yeah, to 42 do. Forty two minutes to complete. Unless Jeez. you're Katie Ledecky and she's finishes, you know, like ten <laughs> yeah. minutes. Ahead of the rest she is of them. so yeah. good. Um, but yeah, you know, javelin's pretty cool. Hammer throw, oh, uh, decathlon. Yeah. I, I like all that stuff. Javelin. Yeah. What word do you most often misspell? Uh, he doesn't misspell any words. No, I do, <laughs> but it's, it's a question of which one I misspell the most. Um, well, let me kind of hedge on this. I spell some words on purpose wrong, um, and it, it, and I'll give you an example. Lead, L-E-D-E, which is technically not a word, but it refers to the lead of a story since I'm sort of a journalist. Um, we The reason that it's spelled that way is so you don't pronounce it lead, because um, the lead normally would be L-E-A-D. Um, so maybe I, I spell that one wrong, um, but again, that's like on purpose. As far as... Not on purpose. Uh, well, there's a guy's name, a guy that uh, I kind of work with, if you will, on uh, on my blog. Cre- his last name is Kreindler, Greg Kreindler, and it's E-I-N-D-L-E-R, and I'm constantly spelling it I-E-N-D-L-E-R, which is not a problem except when I tag him as at, and I spell it wrong, and then he doesn't notice <laughs> that uh, I'm tagging him. So, yeah. Uh, but as far as regular English words, I, I, I don't know. I misspell so many all the time. Thank God we have spell check and <laughs> things like that. Very true. Uh, one last question from me. One last question from Connor. Dream vacation. Where are you going? Ooh. Man, uh, uh, that's a tough one. Um, years ago, I would have said Mykonos. But uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't really live, live that lifestyle anymore. Um <laughs> I don't. I really don't know. I, you know, I, I, I'll tell you what. I, I, again, I'm kind of hedging on this. I would love to someday do like all 30 ballparks in Major League Baseball okay. um, as like kind of a like a like a sort of a the summer long vacation. Well, it'll take more than the summer, but like that would probably be my my dream vacation just to visit every 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 Major League park. Are you more um, of a uh, 
on vacation, would you prefer to like sit on a beach and do nothing, or would you like to go to like historical sites and see stuff? Uh, actually, do stuff and and like do things. Yeah. Oh, just, I love to do things. I don't. I'm. I you know. I'm. I'm rarely like just to, to sit around. Type. First of all, I'm so pale that I just get less pale when I get on the beach. <laughs> um, that it's not. It. It. You know. I, I burn so easily. So it's even. Even. You know. If I could do something like that. Um, you know, I suppose if I worked like 80 hour weeks, which I never have and never will, I might want a vacation like that. But um, I, I like to do stuff. I like to learn. You know, I, I used to when I was married, I used to literally like research this. I used to piss my wife off, but I used to research the shit out of everything before we went. But then I would have this whole itinerary planned out and she'd be like, wow, I never knew about that. I'm like, well, there you go. So <laughs> it always find out like where we we're going, what's to do there and, and seek out sort of like unique things. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not the sit around the beach type. Okay. Kind of one last question for Phil. If you could listen to one type of music for the rest of your life, what would it be? Well, um, it would be rock and roll, but more specifically, it'd be the Grateful Dead. And I think I pretty much do that anyway. Good choice. <laughs> good choice. So. Good choice. Yeah, I'm good there. Favorite yeah. favorite Grateful Dead song? Wow. Uh, Great question. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is because, you know, they don't have like one, like, just classic that they're known for this and if you're a deadhead you know each person likes a different song in a different way i mean certainly one song i actually never got to hear when when jerry was alive and i saw them about 125 times i never saw casey jones uh so um well that's not necessarily my favorite song and it's it's a song i, I wish i'd gotten to hear um but as far as a favorite god I, i'd say the, the other one probably just because it's uh I, I could hear that every time i go to a show okay Good answer. Great answer. Not like your answer. We're like, yeah, listen to opera. I listen to everything. <laughs> um, thank you to Phil Heck, a new friend of the show, coming on today. Uni hey, Watch. Um, we will link all of his stuff with his Twitter, with his uniform blog, in the description. Um, we will get some of the links of some of the uniforms that we talked about put some of the pictures around so everybody can see what we're talking about and what phil is talking about because phil is a man of knowledge we got a lot of knowledge today a lot of knowledge we learned a lot and i way more than we've ever talked about on this podcast i I love talking to phil because i learn new things every time i talk to phil well you don't know much so it doesn't take that much (laughs) knowledge for you to learn new things but um (laughs) And I'm also a fountain of useless knowledge too. So <laughs> <laughs> I know you had told me once uh, before that the original Mets colors were supposed to be black and pink. Yep, I love it. That would have been ins- that would have been fire. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. So everything will be linked. Uh, check out Phil. Really appreciate Phil for coming on. Phil might be a Hall of Famer next year. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We have a two to the table Hall of Fame that has five inductees from this year. And uh, next year, we will be doing a list again, and you will be on the list. Who knows? Maybe you might get in, Phil. Well, that would be awesome. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much for for stopping in and and hanging out with us for a little while. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And, I mean, I can talk uniforms for hours and also non-uniforms. So if if you'll have me back, I'd be happy to be back on the show at some point, too. 100%. We'll have you on any time you want. Absolutely. This is a great episode. I really appreciate it. I really had enjoyed this conversation, too. Cool. All right. Holy shit. <laughs> what a legend Phil is. That may have been 
No, that definitely is probably the greatest conversation I've ever had with a human being. Phil is, as I told you before the conversation, Phil is uh, filled with knowledge and he loves to talk. I love it. He's dropped more knowledge in that. I don't even know how long how long it was, but he dropped more knowledge in that interview than we've dropped in twelve episodes of this podcast. Yeah, way more, way more. Well, that's because he's filled with knowledge, way more. and, and he, we we don't know shit. And he just rattles things off so quickly. It's, it's insane. It's like so I was listening to him talk, and I'm like, God damn! <laughs> it's so fuck. it's so awesome to hear him talk because he just knows. And he's just able to rattle things off and talk just about memory, everything. Yeah. Wild. And he's able to like describe uniforms and and without even looking at a picture of it, you can like visualize the uniforms, which is so cool. Wild conversation. What future to the table hall of famer? Is a good possibility for sure. Good possibility for sure. And we had talked about him coming on a couple weeks ago. We had uh, mentioned it a few different episodes that we could get him on, and we did. Finally. What a conversation. Oh, boy. Worth the wait. Goat. Worth the wait. A goat. A hero. A legend. He doesn't consider himself a legend, but he's a yeah, legend. Yeah, he's a legend. He's a legend. Definitely a legend. a legend. I had to ask him what his favorite dinosaur was, by the way. Had to do it. Had to do it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Phil's <laughs> uh, awesome. Oh, uh, what a guy. Phil's probably better than me right now at curling, no. Oh, I, I knew the I knew he was. I just wanted to hear him say it. Not by... Not just by, so I can rub it in your face now. Not by a it. large margin... Yeah, it's still better, but probably yeah, still better. I For think now. I think I mean it, it all. It's it's a team sport, so it depends on what teammates you have with you. Um, but like if, I feel like I like my team will beat his team this season, but it's also kind of dependent on like my teammates versus his teammates. It's not just like a one on one thing. Get a one on one match going on. There's no such thing. The closest thing you could do is a two-on-two. Two. Get a two-on-two two going on. Mixed doubles. Get a two-on-two two going on. You both have the same teammate. I don't think that would work. That would be fair. I don't think so. It would be the fairest thing. I'll be both of your teammates. Uh, I'd be terrible. Which means it would just be a one-on-one <laughs> on one anyway. No, I think uh, I think he's probably slightly better than me right now. Oh, no, he is, for sure. Uh, right. Not by a huge margin. Yeah, he's still better, though. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Dunzo. Uh, what a conversation, though. Fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, man. Dunzo, anyway, episode 13. Thank you for anyone and everyone who tuned in this week. Come back next week. We'll be back with another episode. Of non-filled knowledge, because we're not going to bring any knowledge to the table next week. Who knows? Because Phil's not going to be on the show. Who knows? Maybe we have another guest next week. Hit Factory from... Uh, Baseball wants to come on the show. So or maybe he'll be on the show next week. Maybe. All right. Maybe we get Ruben from Diamond Performance Baseball back on the show. Maybe Thriller '96 comes back on. Woo! I'm waiting for that one, boy. Have back-to-back heaters. I'm waiting for that one, boy. Have back-to-back absolute heaters. I'm waiting for Zeus to come back on the show, bro. I'm waiting for. Who it. knows? Maybe it'll be next week. Fire. We don't have next week's uh, episode planned yet. But do we ever have an episode planned? I can no, guarantee you. <laughs> I can guarantee you it's gonna be a heater oh. again. Oh, maybe bring Small Boss back on talk about his concert. Yeah, who maybe, knows? maybe we just have everyone on. We have like a meetup, a meet and greet. Maybe we just, we just bring all the friends of the show. Uh, a friends of the show episode where we talk to every just get everyone in like some sort of group call FaceTime thing going on. I mean, just everyone talks to each other. It'd be yeah. wild. It'd so be chaos. We're we'll be back next week. And it will be a heater. 
we don't know what it will be yet, but it will be a heater. Guaranteed guarantee heater that. of some sort. And I thank everybody for listening. And here's a little, uh, a little speed of love to throw you out for your gorgeous weekend this weekend. I cannot believe you just threw on a Florida Georgia Line song because you absolutely hate them. This is for you. This is a great song. Can't even have it. This is strictly for you. This is a fan. You told me before we even started recording this is a good song. It's better than their other songs. It's a good song. Definitely better than their other songs. Very good song. Best song on the album, I think. Not hard to do on a Florida Georgia Line album. Brother. <laughs> Gotta give him a shot, man. All right. Good night.